Hi, this is Cherry Johnson, your host of In The Game, presented by Maven Sports. Today, we're going to finish a conversation we started in our last podcast with our guests, Dwayne Majors and Pablo Fields. Um, the podcast, we talked about fathers and their journeys of these elite athletes, but what we really got into and we started unpacking is really understanding it goes beyond just the sport itself. And the conversation was so good and our listening base gave us such a positive feedback that we had to come back with a part two. So with that, I'm gonna say, gentlemen, thank you for extending your time and that's allowing us to have this second part of this conversation. Thank you, Dwayne, and thank you, Pablo. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So gentlemen, you know, as we're talking, now I'm gonna ask you a question from a coaching perspective. Now you have gone through this journey of your son and, 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 and helping prepare them to the next level. Let's let's have some fun for a second. Give me a story. I'll give him the name or the family name of <laughs> a time a parent approached you when they just knew their child had the it factor and was all over you, but they didn't because you know that's a reality. All of our, all of us as parents thinks our child is that next great Serena, Tiger, Jordan, you name it. But some of them not, you know. So I know you guys are involved, and so I, let's have some fun starting out. Let's talk from a coaching perspective. When you had that parent who just knew that child had the it factor, when they didn't, how'd you deal with it, Dwayne? I can give you a, a case where we had a group of ten, and we would do workouts, and then at the end of it, we would make them play one on one to five full court, and we had this one kid who had never beating anybody so I wasn't I was watching but I wasn't like honed in on so I asked him I said what's the score and he told me he said it's 3-1 I said who's winning he said I am well I'd been watching he hadn't scored but one bucket and I come to realize like this wasn't really what he wanted to do so when it was over I pulled him to the side I said what are your interests and uh, I said class in the classroom what are you good at? he said I'm really good at math I said is that are you excited about it he said yes I am so when the workout ended, I went outside and I talked to the father and I just told him, I said, um, why don't you like take this and find your son a math camp? He said, why is that coach? I said, because he's really not interested in this. I said, it's more so that you're interested in this for him. And uh, I think if you're around kids and there's not like this unbridled joy that they bring, and it's kind of like anything in an infraction of life that you do, if, if you don't have a certain level of enthusiasm and joy, Sports in its basic principle is hard, but it's a fun hard. And then if you are not excited about doing it, it's kind of like running sprints or lifting weights. If you don't embrace it, it's, it's twice as hard. So I had that instance where the kid just wasn't really into it. And once I told him a math cap, his eyes lit up like he was excited <laughs> that I had, I had shared that with him. Like, yeah, please go talk to my dad because I don't really want to be here. So that was, that was one instance where I just kind of realized like, the kid didn't really want to do it. And the father thought he had this talent and he just did not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pablo, how about you? Well, that's a, uh, that's a tough question because you never want to <laughs> tell anybody anything negative about their child. So that one is rough. Usually I just let the <laughs> cream always rises to the top. And just like Dwayne said, he'll play, have him play one-on-one. -on -one. You can do some drill to uh and hopefully they're out there they may not or they'll do something in a game but that question is truly uh tough and mm -hmm. you know they would you know the certain things that these elite athletes 
really are that they're born with so we can't take the credit it's nothing that i've done to uh make my kids elite athlete the good lord did that so uh it's, it's, it's a certain it factor that they're born with that other kids you know they're, they're just not as far as uh, sports goes so uh you know they, they're trying to get tips from you of how do you train them and i'm like Dude, your kid's not neat. He's slow. He's chubby. He, you know, but I can't say that. You, you're thinking that. So you just tell them, you know, what what you do, and you know, they'll eventually realize it. But you know, I haven't. I've never just, you know, flat out told a parent that uh, you should. They should find something else to do. And you know, you see them spending all this money on training, and you know, bats are four hundred dollars. There, they. I don't care what kind of bat. They're missing the ball by 18 inches. <laughs> I don't care what kind of bat you spin or what kind of cleats you get. You, right. They just don't have it. But I'm not the one who's willing to uh, tell them that they don't have it. They don't have to wait till they get to you know high school and get cut or something like that. Like, you know, it was whosoever would on football that wanted to play when I was coaching Little League or in high school. We know that high school uh, – teams don't usually cut you use them as uh practice dummies or whatever right once they get out there so but you know they're never going to see the field uh but I, I don't have the heart to okay. uh and i'm not going to get into telling the parent that their their child just doesn't have it so uh that's a tough one man I, i'll let you guys have that fair enough fair enough well i'm gonna come back with this question i and i appreciate you both being honest because what what comes out of it is I heard someone said the cream rises to the top. Pablo said that. The other one, um, Dwayne said, hey, you know, you might not say it. You just let the parents see it themselves based on that competition and as a separator. I, I, I respect that. And so, gentlemen, thank you for that honest response. My next question is, how have you been able to protect your sons and daughters? You know, you they have got all these accolades. You got all these people around them. How do you protect them and keep them grounded? You know, to know that, hey, we still got work to do. You know, and you got to be cognizant of who's around you and why they're around you. How do you protect your child, Dwayne? Well, from a competitive standpoint, I was always honest with Graham, and I kept trying to tell him we had a hoop in our driveway, and I would go outside, and there'd be young kids out there, and he'd be playing one-on-one. And I was just asking point blank, what do you think you're getting out of it? He said, well, I'm, I'm getting up shots. And I said, well, let me say this to you. If you're the best kid out there, the only people that are getting better are those that are less than you. And that was a big, big struggle for me. And I kept trying to tell him the only way this works is you have to play against people that are better than you. And as a young person, all you want to do is have some success. And once I could get him in an environment where there were kids better than him, that kind of humbled him to a place. But it also gave him this insight of like, I got work to do. And if I want to get there, I got to work at it. And I think because he was gifted naturally, his idea was I could just show up and it was going to happen. And we got to that point in the seventh grade where that was no longer the case. Mm -hmm. And I think you realize like he left home at 15 and went to Oak Hill and he got there in the first couple of weeks, he would call me and say, well, dad, I got to the gym at six 30 this morning. They were already uh, sweating and just about to finish up. And he said, I got there at six and they were lathered up. I said, well, sounds like to me, you need to speak to somebody and ask them what time they were getting there. Well, this was the first time in his life that he was around the exact same people that wanted, that had the same dream that he had. So now he come to realize like it's going to be some work and he wasn't the best one there. 
So his first year there, there was some struggles. There was some calls home. There was some tears. And uh, I knew with that in mind that we're in the right place. So I was excited to see, see that come, come about. So that was, that was it. Uh, sports will humble you in itself. No parent has to do it. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Pablo? How have you been able to make sure Justin has the right influences around him? I, I, you know, and I'm kind of changing it a little bit. You know, the make, you know, that's going to elevate his skill level. That's going to make sure that he's not doing things he shouldn't. How, how do you protect? How do you? How did you do that? And how do you do that for him and also your daughters? Well, uh, I'm a work in progress uh, <laughs> on that right now. That's I, I'm in that storm as we speak. You know, I, I try to tell him to discern within his spirit who he speaks to. What you got to ask your question. What do they get out of it? The the advice that he would get right now. You know, whether to leave or stay. Who's giving you advice, and and what do they get out of it? So, it. It's tough. I mean, I, I go back to the recruiting process. Now, if I had another little five-star coming up that I knew that, you know, was going to go through this uh, recruit, I, I would be better at it. I probably wouldn't let these uh, 40, 50-year-old men have conversations uh, on the phone with my kid without me being on there every single time because they do have the ability to, you know, get in his head and uh, – you know, because he's, he's a 17-year-old kid, and you, you got a, a guy that you see on TV talking to you on the phone, wanting to build a relationship. I, I wouldn't do that again. So, uh, and now, you know, with the, the agents and marketing companies, financial advisors, you know, he usually deflects them to me. So, uh, I can uh, vet them and go from there and, and, you know, give him the top ones. It, but it's, it's tough. You know, I wish... You know, I probably have a better answer for you five years down the line of, you know, you know what I did wrong in, in vetting them. But, you know, I can only uh, move forward and I can go back and I can look at his recruiting process and, and you know, what, uh, you know, coaches, you know, grown men were telling him and doing the recruiting process and, uh, you know, hey. Uh, but you know, hey, for us, God has always filled in the gap. So mm. where, where we come up short, God will fill in the gap. So that's where you have to, you know, you got to have peace. I'm not going to do everything perfect. You know, we're not going to pick the, uh, you know, right school, so to speak, or the perfect school. But we know that, that, that God will come in and he'll fill in the gap. You know, he's, his, his strength is in our weakness. So we, we got to have faith in that and uh, move on. And, um, you know, as far as protecting them, praying that he makes the right decisions, telling him to be smart. But I, I tell you, when, you know, pe people say all the time, oh, man, he's a great kid, and they think he's perfect. He, he's not. And he's a kid. He's a human being. And, you know, you get – you watch these TV shows, and Stephen A. Smith, 45, 50-year-old guy, you know, they, uh, they can just – talk about these kids these are kids with millions of dollars you have to go back and say man what if i had millions of dollars when i was while i was a kid what kind of mistakes uh would i have made so it is tough i'm, I'm in that uh right now and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out i'm a work in progress but one thing i always know is god will fill in the gap and uh we'll, we'll move forward and we'll be okay in whatever decisions or protection that i do because he's you know god's the ultimate protector so he'll do the protecting and you know i'll just uh help out 
Amen. I appreciate that. I will let my listeners know. I know personally that both of these men are men of faith. And, and so I know that's one of their guiding principles. So I'm glad you shared that, Pablo. But I want our listeners to know. I'm going to change it a little bit. And I know there's more than one story, but I'm going to ask you guys, when you look back on this journey, can you share a story with us that just makes you smile or laugh that they've done that just made you proud or you wouldn't expect it? You know, let's change it. Let's pivot just a little bit. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in certain areas because I think it's important. We talked about in our last episode. Um, episode of having balance and you know and then being motivated and actively to move forward and all this let's let's pull back give us a a time now or even when they were younger when you look back on it just puts a smile on your face it could be a game of competition something they said or did take us there for a second Dwayne well it's uh, funny you bring this up um there's a gentleman by the name of Tracy Webster who was a college coach for 18 years. He now works for the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, we had dinner with him Saturday. And he's trained Graham the last uh, couple of summers. And we had a situation over at uh, Washington High two summers ago where we got there and we could not get in the gym. They didn't open it up. And Tracy was kind of he – was, he was a little amped up. So this past Saturday, Graham replayed the whole – incident and he also replayed acting out a few of the training sessions that he had with uh, Tracy and Tracy's wife was there and Graham probably did a good 40 minutes of a stand-up and uh, <laughs> everybody in the room because they they never seen him like that and I told him I've been trying to tell him he can captivate a room when he wants to and it was just funny to kind of see him talk about the hard work and the way Tracy was getting on his butt that day and the things and to be able to laugh about it now versus the day that you're in that storm where it's not as much fun, that was enlightening to me. And I, enlightening to me. And I just I love the idea that he's come to this place where he realized like the hard work has really paid off. It's gonna pay off. And that was fun for me this past weekend. It just happened. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Pablo, how about you? Well, uh, I guess mine is about both of my kids, and it's not necessarily sports-related. But, uh, you know, I worked at Harrison High School. I had the pleasure of working at the high school where my kids attended. That was just a priceless thing to do. I was a resource officer there. But anyway, there was this kid, and uh, he, was, he, was, he played with Justin, but everybody knew he was a playboy. I mean, good-looking kid, uh, you know, played football well, athletic, and uh, homecoming was coming up. So the kid <laughs> was in the hallway. And he had like a bouquet of roses. He had a big sign, and he was asking my daughter to, to homecoming. So Justin was walking down the hallway, and I guess my daughter was uh, maybe 40 feet in front of Justin, and he had no idea what was going on. So, so here the boy is asking my daughter out to homecoming and and uh and at that time justin walked up and realized who it was that was asking her to homecoming justin snatched the roses threw them in the trash <laughs> threw up the sign I, i've never been prouder of him i mean this dude was i mean suave super playboy i mean man he uh you know, and then I'm able to play it back and forth on the camera and, I'm, and, and the camera's in the thing. But he comes up, I mean, without any idea. And he looks and he's like, oh, no, this joke ain't trying to get my little sister to go to homecoming. I know your track record. So uh, throws the roses in the trash. I mean, tears up the sign, you know, and tells my daughter, hey, 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 stay away from him. So that was the proudest uh, that uh, I've been 
of uh, Justin right there. Son, you made me proud. <laughs> so he's very protective of his sister. Uh, my wife has my daughter's Instagram on her phone. So uh, we were at a wedding in New Jersey and Justin picked up my wife's phone and he's, he's in Jaden's Instagram. So he goes to her DMs. And then at that time he had already left Georgia. So he's real protective of his little sister. So he's looking in Joanne's DM and he sees all these Georgia football players like asking his little sister, can he walk, can they walk her to class and all that? And he's just over there with his mouth open. He's like, man, I thought these jokers were my friends. I'm like, dude, once you left town, hey man, I guess it was it was on and on and popping and trying to, you know, get on your little sister. That's life. But uh she's a good girl. She can handle herself. So but that's the uh, stories I have. They they they're very close, and uh, they uh, they weren't always that way. I thought something was wrong with my kid. They fought like cats and dogs coming up. They really did. And then about when they got a little older, fifteen and sixteen, they became thick as thieves. So I used to have two snitches. They would snitch on each other all the time. <laughs> I could find out everything. Right. They start protecting each other, and they would stay up to two and three in the morning just talking. And I'm like, man, I lost my snitch. <laughs> and uh, you know, they thick as thieves. They're tight now, so uh, they're 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 really close. And you know, they're 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 competitive. They compete with each other, and uh, we're just a house full of competitors. When Justin was growing up, I never let him win at anything. <laughs> like. Uh, Dwayne said, knocking the ball out, I would beat him in horse and he would cry. <laughs> I would beat him putting a seatbelt on, he would cry. He's intuitively uh, competitive. And now he goes and plays my 13-year-old in one-on-one in our court in the backyard. And he he dogs her. I mean, he's posting my little 13-year-old daughter up, <laughs> knocking her on the ground. I'm like, dude, you know, what are you doing? And that's how I raised him. So he, he gets it honestly. But then she does well when she goes out there with the right. seventh and eighth grade girls. I mean, if she can handle him and, you know, take punches from him, she can do it from anybody. Wow. So that's wow. That's about all I have. Well, to my audience, I want you guys to realize something. Their reflection of a proud moment, it wasn't on the, the field of competition. It was something that they showed around the maturity of that young man or that young woman. That these followers are proud about you know it's not the product you know Pablo said it earlier and Dwayne agreed it's God's gift we see that they God gave them this talent and they worked on it to elevate it to the next level but these followers are most proud of that moment of maturity that you see them you know doing something that's beyond just a sport now I'm gonna make both of them laugh and I'm gonna share a story and then we'll go from there to my audience guess what I've just been fortunate enough to know both of these men personally and i've had an opportunity to coach both of their sons so i was one of those coaches that they let them have so you know they being real nice but i have a story for you guys for each one that when i think about the it factor or them being young men being proud of i've got a couple of them that i briefly want to share i'm gonna start with Dwayne and his son graham Dwayne talked about graham and playing basketball when we went over to the ymca Graham came to, to, to our team. I came to Dwayne and said, hey, we're moving up. I would love Graham for us to play. I said, trust me. I said, you know, my team knows the basics because I'm big in fundamentals. I said, but it'll be a chance for Graham just to play the game and have fun. We're playing up an age. So, you know, we're not, not looking to, lo- uh, to win. We just want to be competitive. So Dwayne said, okay. Now, to, my, to the listeners, I am a huge 
Lakers fan. So we had Laker gear, you name it, and all this. I mean, head to toe, warm-ups, the tees, the replica uniforms, we had it all. Grant was my point guard, ladies and gentlemen, and knew the plays. We had three plays. I, you know, it was a Laker one, Romar two, and one play went to the to the left, one went to the right, and there was movement. I had movement at these young men. I think they were 10-11 at that point, and, they were, and we were playing 12-year-olds. And I have what's called man. And that's when I tell my point guard, you just take it to the hole that you shoot. So, Grams, you know, we had a couple practices. We started the game. And I saw Graham, we playing man all day long. He said, wait a minute, coach. I said, I don't care what I say, you playing man. That means every shot, you initiate the offense. So, Graham, he said, okay. He got the, he controlled my offense. My defense did a phenomenal job. He put up, ladies and gentlemen, probably about 30 shots. Don't know how many missed or may it didn't matter you know again it was the leadership piece that i wanted and that's where i'm going with it Dwayne, the father halftime he kind of looked at me and then after the game you know he looked at, at the graham and he said did you have fun graham said i had a ball i, I love you i'll be ready next week you know later on Dwayne called me later that evening he says t why you got my son shooting so much what what was that i don't understand i said first off he's the best player on my team and I believe in him and running my offense. And I know you've been working on the jump shot. And know we've been talking about driving to the hole. I need them to see that. He says, but he didn't pass it. <laughs> I said, I ain't complaining. Why are you complaining? I said, what I wanted was his leadership. And he knew that. And every time he shot, I just looked at him and said, good job. Good job. What I, and I say to you guys is it translated because I need him to know that I had confidence in him to run and lead my team. And as the season went on, I didn't have to call the play. He saw what the defense was doing. He put my players in, in place, and Dwayne came back to me. And, again, I ain't no basketball guy. He's like, I got you, T. You see what I'm doing. I said, you see what we're doing. We're on the same page. And that was the greatest compliment I could get from his son, who trusted and believed in me, and I believed in him, but this father who said, I'm going to give you my son. And, I, and the privilege that they gave me to say, I trust you to make sure you instill in him those values. That's my Graham story. My Justin story, I got baseball. I had groomed this team to win a Little League World Series. I had the best of the best talent. Justin was one of my studs. And we went through the, the first round. We beat everybody. And it was time to go to state. And they took it away from us. We were an all-African-American team that I had been put together for two years. Trust me, we, we, were, we were going to go play Columbus and Warner-Ramas at that point. But before we got there, the Little League District here in town took it away from me. Said I was out of district. My players were not justified. I'm doing illegal. I had planned this for two years. I told Pablo, I said, hey, I want us to be on TV. I'm getting the best of the best. Justin is an integral part of mine. And Justin, at that point, he was playing on another team. He knew my son. You know, I knew Justin was a very good baseball player, and I knew that he can play multiple positions. And we had talked, and Justin said, well, Coach, where do you need me? I said, Justin, I'm going to put you everywhere, so be ready. I said, from everyone in the infield to the outfield, but we're going to win this championship, and we're going we're gonna to change the face of baseball. And we had a very good team. But they took it away from us, not because we cheated, but because we were better than them. And it was frustrating that we had those power to be those other fathers who were jealous of what we had created, these young African-American boys who knew the game, knew it well, could play the game well. My Justin moment was I was devastated was just disappointed 
Justin came to me the next day. This is not then when they took it from us on that that Saturday or Sunday. It was that Monday when we were going to school, and I'm in the car because I used to drop him off the car. That's a whole big story there. But Justin said to me in the car, Coach, it's okay. What we did was something special. It's okay. Uh, we were having fun. It's okay. Coach, you're going to make a difference in all our lives. It's okay. Coach, don't worry about it because they're going to see one of us or all of us in some form or matter and we learned that it's not fair. You can do everything else, but people are going to be jealous of you and it's not going to be fair, but it's okay. You keep moving forward. And I was like, wow. And Justin was, they were in sixth grade. He was sixth grade at that point. Imagine an 11 year old having that type of insight. So for me, that's my moment of both of these young men where I was like, what a proud moment that I had as a coach seeing them being mature. And if you notice, I, you know, it was beyond them playing. It was the leadership that came out of it. So I, 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 I applied both of you in that of the development of this elite athlete is the leadership that they have off the field. Thank you, gentlemen, both for that. You know, that, you know that's my moment to, for me to share with my listeners. I know that we got only a few minutes left. I'm going to turn it over and let each one of them just kind of have the mic themselves. First, Dwayne, we've been talking about the journey and what you've done to our listeners. Can you lead them with some insight of to that young father who has that young boy that they want to groom as they think for that next athlete to that father who has that young man who's 10 years old to that father who has that high school player? What insight words of encouragement can you give them? I'll try to keep it really simple and basic. I think Pablo probably would agree. Once they show that they have a passion for it, I think as a father, you're just there to be supportive. The thing that stuck to me just a minute ago when Pablo said he didn't let Justin win at anything, well, I would never let Graham win, and I can't tell you how many times he would run in the house and cry to his mom. But at the same time, if I got on him, I was able to pat him on the back. And I think as a father, and if you've got athletic kids or got talented kids or prodigies in your household, I think you try to get as much knowledge as you can and make sure that you don't blur the lines between being a parent and being somebody that supports their dream. And that's kind of where I would leave it at. I just think you have to be supportive and understand that it's a journey. It's not, uh, it's not the destination and this is not a sprint it's a marathon. And I, I think about, you know, Graham being 21 years of age now and we started playing when he was four and you just realize we've been at this for 17 years. And it's, uh, it's a journey that uh, I've certainly had ups and downs, but the people that I've met along the journey and the kids that I've been fortunate enough to be around, it's well worth it. So I would just tell the fathers, please enjoy this journey because it, when it's over with, that time you'll look back and it'll be empty and you'll wonder what you're going to do with that time. So please just enjoy the journey and take, take, take everything in. Mm. Pablo, any insight? Words uh, on uh, you know what I would say on that is to to the to fathers and mothers of, of kids in sports and in life, uh, just adversity is is something you can't buy in training. You can't pay a trainer for. Sometimes they're going to go through some things. Sometimes they're not going to play when they should be playing. When you look at a coach, ah, oh, my kid is better than that kid. He should be playing. It's not always time to to take your ball and take your kid and go. Uh, I, I start with my daughter. Uh, she when she first started playing softball, she was getting cut off 
team after team after team. That just fueled her, man. When she came back to play against those teams, I mean, well, she, she was hitting home runs to the parking lot on them. And, I mean, she was giving the coach the evil eye. She was going by the dugout. I mean, she it just it just made her so much better to go through that adversity and uh, get cut from a team, uh, sometimes not play when she should have been playing. That made her work harder. Uh, Justin, I mean, he went through he went through so many things trying to be uh, a quarterback. I mean, even in when I was in the Cascade area, even being an African American and playing quarterback. But even when I was there, he was so athletic. Everybody wanted that he well, he should be the running back. And it was it was times where you know I, I just gave up. You had so much parent pressure. Well, if he's a running back, that makes our team better. I just you know, but at his point. You know, he, I'm the best quarterback, so why am I have to move my position? Why am I having to change position? So uh, the adversity he went through in the 10th grade where he was sharing reps with another kid that was a year older than him at quarterback, uh, he would throw an incomplete pass. They was like, come here, sit down. He was the starter, but as soon as he throw one incomplete pass, sit down. He, You know, and uh, when you're going through that storm, you're like, man, this is the worst coach in the world. You're stressed <laughs> out. You can't sleep. But, man, God takes you through those storms for a reason. I mean, Justin, after that season, he told me, Dad, I'm going to tell the coach when to put in the backup next year. I was like, what? He said, I'm going to tell coach when to put in the backup next year. And, man, it, it happened. If you watch QB1 and you watch uh, his coach, He's like, hey, uh, Justin, uh, you think it's uh, okay to put in the backup? Now, I could not believe that that <laughs> came to pass. I mean, but everybody knows the glory, but they don't know the story. They didn't. They didn't see him leaving that little raggedy truck, go over to Harrison with balls I bought him on eBay. I wasn't paying one hundred and fifty dollars a ball, but he needed a lot of balls because he didn't always have receivers to throw throw to. Uh, so he had a big bag of balls. He'd go throw into the net, you know, before school, have to take a bird bath, you know, go run the hill. Uh, adversity is, is what they need. What he went through at Georgia, I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, man, when you go through something like you don't need to play as a freshman. You really don't. I mean, when you look at it and uh, it just, I mean, you know, look where he's at now. He went, even when the adversity is unmerited. I mean, it just helps them, and you uh, you go through. It ain't fun going through it. Right? <laughs> you know, it's not. You don't sleep. You don't you don't want to eat. You don't want to do anything. It's not fun. But man, 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 does it make your kids uh, better? It, it just like when you get in that weight room, you want to you you want to hit your muscles, and you want to to fatigue them to failure. And then when you get through the the soreness, you're stronger. Uh, at the end of the day, and then all that adversity that they went through, all that getting cut off teams, letting players split reps, not playing when you probably should have been playing. Uh, you know, somebody, you know, Justin always, when he came out here, he had to play second base instead of shortstop, even though he was way better than the shortstop. So all that adversity just, just helps him. So I, I tell the parents to go through the storm, uh, go without the sleep, but it'll make your kid better at the end of the day. So let, let them go through it. Let them go through something. Don't just run from team to team to team or they're going to end up uh, uh, being some quitting adults. So mm. let them go through it. 
let him uh, get strongly through it. Oh, wow. Pablo, you almost started a part three, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> making Quentin and us. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of this podcast, and I tell you, we can go on and on, but I must say thank you to our guests. To those fathers who are listening, please take and hold that it's about balance. It's about motivation. It's about support. But and on all that, it's wrapped around protecting them to be the best young man or woman that your child can to become, and that's ordained by our Heavenly Father. What they said also was they've got to go through a journey. They got to experience adversity. It's only going to make them better. So if you want that elite athlete, you got to spend the quality time. You got to be supportive. But it's not about the athlete on the field because that God-given talent will manifest itself. I've heard that many times. The real benefit or the real reward is when they are in front of others and they present themselves well and they make you proud because of their intellect, the ability to articulate their thoughts, and the ability to have respect among others, older and younger than their peers. That's when you know you've created that eliteness in your child. So again, to Pablo and to Dwayne, thank you, thank you, thank you. We wish you and your family nothing but continued success and blessings. But gentlemen, thank you so much for this candid, authentic conversation we had about fathers and their journeys of the elite athlete and what you've shared with us today is so invaluable and we thank you again i'm terry johnson with in the game presented by maven sports until next time we'll see you goodbye